Hey y'all, it's A Few Minutes with a Few podcast. I'm Lily. And I'm Maddie. And we have a passion for seeing people make Jesus number one in their everyday lives. We want to get serious about being serious for Jesus. Will you join us? Y'all will have to excuse the farm equipment and stuff going by because we live in the middle of nowhere and, <laughs> and we have so many so farmers many. driving by right now. Yeah, so it's going to be an interesting episode. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode. We are <laughs> having difficulties. <laughs> it, it has been a week, let me tell you. We have been going crazy and doing so much stuff. First off, uh, the ministry center is coming along. I'm not really sure what the last update we gave you guys was. Last time we vlogged, we were painting. But none of the vlogs are uploaded yet. I know, but. With the ministry center. That's kind of the last thing we did was paint baseboards. So yeah. there we go. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the last thing. Oh, besides the TV. Someone donated um, some sound stuff for the ministry center, mm-hmm. which was a huge blessing. And if you guys have ever looked into like sound equipment and TVs and stuff, like y'all know that is expensive. Mm-hmm. And when you're already trying to, you know, make a space look nice and that kind of thing you want the best technology to be able to do different things, but at the same time, um, it gets pretty pricey pretty quick. And so someone donated that stuff, which was amazing and such a huge blessing, but we've been working really hard on that. And then we have been invited to um, a thing that a Y is putting on local to us. And well, not really local. It's about an hour away, but pretty close to us. And they are kind of doing what they're calling a healthy kids day. And so they are just really trying to incorporate um, different aspects of health, you know, helping parents know how to raise healthy kids um, and and different organizations will be there. So we are focusing on spiritual health and it's a free event. People can come and just, you know, get to know the different organizations. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Y has a lot of great stuff that's going to be there. And so we uh, are going to be setting up a table and we ordered few pins and a friend is making few stickers for us. And we are going to have like this little prayer journal that the kids can make and take with them and hopefully use, you know, grow closer to the Lord, even if they don't have parents that necessarily encourage that. And so it's going to be a great time, but we're gearing up for that. A lot of planning, Mm -hmm. a lot of ordering different things that we need, giveaway stuff. It's going to be a great time there. And I'm sure that we will update on all of that great stuff on our Instagram page. Yeah, that will be a vlog too. I think we were planning on vlogging. Yeah, that'll be really great. So what else, Maddie? What has been happening in our lives? Little life update here real quick. Well, Parlor just mm-hmm. got back up. It took a very long time. I was very sad because... Yeah, it took, it took like a month. And they said it would be like 12 hours where they were getting some little things worked out mm-hmm. and stuff. And then it ended up being a very long time where we didn't have Parlor and then all the Israel stuff started happening. Yeah. The whole Bill and Melinda Gates divorce mm-hmm. thing started happening and all this stuff. And I'm like, I need Parlor because <laughs> I don't know... What on earth is happening from, like, good, reliable sources? You know, you can 
look at like the Apple News headlines or whatever, mm-hmm. but none of those are really reliable or anything unless it's like Fox News or something. But, you know, Parler is where I get like all my news and where I am constantly looking at the different things happening in the world and stuff. But it is back up. They've got some new updates. It's available in app stores again. Mm-hmm. Yay. We are so excited about that. So if you deleted the app, if you hadn't downloaded the app yet, mm-hmm. you can go and re-download it, download it for the first time. They are still working on some of their updates. I guess something happened with the first update that they came out with, and so they were fixing that stuff, getting a new update going. So, Parlor is still moving a little bit slowly. One thing that I've noticed is that I can't actually click any links to go and watch a video or um, read an article or anything yet. I can Mm -hmm. really just scan headlines and stuff, but hopefully all that stuff will be worked out soon. So that is P-A-R-L-E-R, Parler, Apple App Store, and I'm pretty sure Google too. So Mm -hmm. grateful to be back up because as many of you know, like we were starting to get some more stuff out on there, doing some extra stuff on there. And so it was just really discouraging, you know, to see people interacting and then it was like, oh, we're going down and didn't have that. And so anyway, we're back up there. Check us out, The Few Blog. Just search that and you can find us. It is a profile picture of Maddie and I, probably one you've seen if you've been around for a while. So yeah, go check that out one thing that I wanted to point out was if you didn't listen to last week's episode with Cameron, she did an amazing job. I Mm -hmm. mean, I am just so thankful that she came on and um, shared with us and we just had an amazing conversation. It was super chill and relaxed and we were just able to talk about the Lord, talk about doing hard things for him and what that has looked like in our everyday life. And I feel like not a lot of people talk about that, you know, how hard mm-hmm. it truly is, but how rewarding it is and how it is so worth it in the end. And so if you want to be encouraged, if you want to be challenged to do more in your faith, go listen to that episode. It's just the latest one before this one. So, so good. And then a couple weeks ago, we had Bethany be on from Girl to Fine. Amazing conversation with her as well. That mm-hmm. was an amazing time. And that was to celebrate uh, season one. And yeah. that was kind of our finale. And then we started season two here. So let's jump into today's episode because we have a lot to unpack and just chat about. Honestly, this one, Maddie and I have been talking about, we want to do more like real life stuff on the podcast, you know, update what we've been up to. I feel like Lily that says kind of that thing. a lot. Yes, I do <laughs> We've been lot, progressing I? though. I yeah, mean, we have. We've been doing yeah. better. Um, because it's just hard to like keep track of everything because we do mm-hmm. try to share like different posts and stuff about what we're doing, what we're up to. And so I kind of forget what we've shared like on Instagram and Parlor, and then what we've shared here. And so we just want to have a conversation with y'all every week. Y'all know that. And this episode is going to be a great one. So Maddie, start us off. Okay, so today we are going to be talking about mental health, lots and lots of different things that I feel mental health specifically is a very, very hot topic right now. I feel like it has been for a while, especially with teenagers. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that adults deal with depression, anxiety, all that different stuff, but I feel like with teenagers, it's kind of become a norm for Mm -hmm. you to have depression and anxiety and you know, there's different types of anxiety, different types of depression. And it's just something that we hear so much about all the time. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's just so much misunderstanding with depression and anxiety. I mean, I feel like 
the world has kind of made it like if you are a teenager or a young adult specifically, then you should have depression, you should have anxiety, mm-hmm. you should have social anxiety, you should be afraid of all these different things, you shouldn't like leaving your house, you should be just kind of numb mm-hmm. to everything all the time. And I'm not saying that that isn't an issue for some people because I know it is. We've worked with people who really have trouble with depression and with anxiety and stuff, but I feel like as we scroll through social media, as we listen to the news and everything, it's just you should be depressed. You should be anxious about everything. I mean, I, for one, am addicted to Pinterest. Mm -hmm. I love Pinterest. (laughs) And I feel like all the time, I'm always, always seeing stuff about depression, about anxiety. It's just insane. Like, every time I leave my house, I have social anxiety. I hate talking to people. Mm -hmm. I just never feel like myself because I'm always depressed. And I mean, literally, okay, so like two minutes before we started recording, I was looking at Pinterest and (laughs) me and Lily saw this thing and it literally says, sushi is linked to depression. Your sushi craving could be linked to depression. (sighs) And then it's like 43 scientific studies prove that sushi is linked to depression. And I was like, are you serious? Yeah. Like, how is sushi linked to depression? Mm -hmm. That is just, that's just crazy. But I feel like the world has been telling us crazy things like that so much that we feel like, oh, sushi is linked to depression. Well, yeah, that sounds real. Like, like you know, I it's may just deal something. With that. Maybe that's why I'm depressed. Yeah, because I, get I a love lot of sushi. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that something we need to wrap our minds around is that medication is not the only way to deal with depression and anxiety. You don't mm. just need essential oils and medication prescriptions and all these different things to help with your anxiety and depression. Those things can help. Like, Mm -hmm. I am not saying that those things don't help, that you shouldn't try that maybe if Mm -hmm. you feel like you really need to or if you're already on something like that for depression or anxiety or whatever. I'm not saying that those things don't help. Lavender Mm -hmm. essential oil helps with everything. Mm -hmm. So does peppermint. So, (laughs) like, try it, y'all. Not (laughs) saying that those things don't work or anything, but I feel like the world has made us think that those are the only solutions. Mm-hmm. Those are the only things that we can use to help with mm-hmm. depression or anxiety or just this stress or, you know, fill in the blank for yourself because we all deal with different things mm-hmm. that the world is telling us we should handle them in this specific way. But really, there is one solution for these different things that we experience, Mm -hmm. and that is Jesus. So, I think that the world is constantly trying to give us these worldly solutions, Mm -hmm. these temporary solutions that if you take your medicine now and then you wait too long, well, Mm -hmm. then you're going to feel all depressed and you're going to feel all anxious and stuff. Not saying that that doesn't happen for some people. I'm sure it does, but really with Jesus, he is this constant helper and this Mm -hmm. constant comforter, this solution that is always going to help. You don't have to worry about this time limit where Jesus is only going to work for six hours and then Mm -hmm. I've got to, you know, take another pill and then I'll have another six hours, then I'll have to take another one. So, I think that the world definitely doesn't want us to know that Jesus is the solution Mm -hmm. because they want us to think that medication is the only way that we can deal with this stuff. Meditation is the Mm -hmm. only way we can deal with this stuff. You know, all these different things that we're constantly seeing 
these are the only solutions mm-hmm. and it's never Jesus. And I feel like even Christians sometimes don't even yeah. talk about how Jesus is the solution for all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's what me and Lily wanted to talk about today is how you can get to the point where you are relying on Jesus to help you with this stuff and you are seeking his presence, his will for your life. Mm-hmm. Because I believe why we experience depression and anxiety mm-hmm. and stuff, it's because there's this constant imbalance where we are trying to live with one foot in Christianity Mm -hmm. or one foot into the Jesus stuff. And then we've got one foot in the world and one foot in Mm -hmm. with all the stuff that it's telling us. And so we're constantly torn between these two things. And that can create a lot of stress because Mm -hmm. that's not the way it was supposed to be. Scripture tells us it's either all Jesus or all the world. There's no in-between. There's no middle ground. So I think that that's something that can cause a lot of this stuff because we're constantly torn between these things. Mm -hmm. And also our world is just so messed up and so stressful that like no wonder we're constantly anxious Mm -hmm. and we're constantly experiencing depression. Our world is not functioning the way that it was created to function. Since sin entered the world, it's always going to be stressful and it's always going to be chaotic. But I feel like the sin and the evil has gotten so much worse lately, especially in like the last 10 years, Mm -hmm. I'd say. It has just gone absolutely crazy. And what else have we seen go crazy? Mm -hmm. Anxiety, depression, stress, not knowing how to handle Mm -hmm. different things that we experience in life, and then looking for different solutions like medication and essential oils and all those different things. So I think me and Lily just really wanted to have a real discussion about depression, anxiety, mental health, all those different things, and discuss it the way that Jesus would want Mm -hmm. us to discuss it. Because I feel like sometimes people can feel like this is a very sensitive topic, which it is, because I know that people experience this stuff, Mm -hmm. and I know that it is so hard to overcome. Like, even when I was younger, I had a lot of anxiety issues just where you would feel completely overwhelmed by something, and you wouldn't even know what you you were overwhelmed by. That Mm -hmm. was my thing. I'm sure that other people have specific things that trigger their anxiety or depression, but people act like it's such a sensitive topic that we can't talk about it and we can't have a real conversation about it and tell people that medication isn't always the answer. Mm -hmm. Jesus is the ultimate answer. And so when you're going to Jesus, he is going to start helping you. And I'm not saying that he can't use that medication or those essential oils to help you because he definitely can. But I feel like that's the first thing we turn to instead of turning to Jesus first. Well, and one of the other things that came to my mind as you were talking was that the world really just teaches us how to numb those things. Mm -hmm. You know, they really don't give us the ultimate, okay, if you struggle with anxiety, if you struggle with depression, here's how you can fix it. Mm -hmm. You know, they really don't even give us a fix. All they teach us to do, and that just kind of came to my mind as you were talking about, oh, every six hours we have to pop a pill or whatever you do to manage those different issues that you're dealing with. You know, I think that we have to find the root of the problem. And I'm constantly Mm -hmm. going back to that in my own life, but also as I disciple others. And y'all know that we work with teen girls and this is something that we are starting to um, have to help a lot of girls through. And our ministry especially is, you know, we have girls who are struggling with depression and anxiety and uh, those different things that are legit. You know, I Mm -hmm. want you guys to hear that, especially if you're listening and you're dealing with something like that. That is legit. Don't let anyone tell you that 
you know, what you may be feeling is not real or, you know, that you don't need help, that you just try to deal with it by yourself, you know, I think that that's the worst thing that you can do, to put it just very honestly, you know, I think that worst thing that we can do in those times when we're feeling lonely or depressed or anxious is to kind of isolate ourselves from good influences from people who love you, who want to help you, who want to see you grow. And Maddie and I have both walked with many girls who are like that. You know, one of the first things that they tend to do is isolate themselves and uh, kind of distance themselves from you. And that is not going to help anything. You know, that that only makes it worse because you're not really hearing from others who are trying to show you Jesus. And all you're hearing is, you know, the thoughts in your own head. And we know that the enemy messes with our minds and he loves to do that. Like that's one of his main tactics and Mm -hmm. how he uses those evil influences in our lives to really mess with us and to get us to kind of spiral down into those thoughts. And so one of the things that I really wanted to go back to was Psalm 42. And David all throughout Psalms, like you see him go from these highs and lows, right? We see him go from the mountaintops to the valley very quickly. Like sometimes it's just one verse where he's like, you know, I'm praising the Lord and he's so good. And then the next moment it's, uh, Lord, I need you to be my protection. I don't know why you're hiding from me. Please answer me. You know, we see all these different things. And so one of the things that I just love about David here is this one particular example, verse five, I'm going to start there. It says, why my soul are you so dejected? Why are you in such turmoil? Put your hope in God for I will still praise him. My savior, my God, I am deeply depressed Therefore, I remember you from the land of Jordan and the peaks of Hermon from Mount Mizar, I think is how you say it. Probably wrong on that. Uh, Then verse 7 says, Deep calls to deep in the roar of your waterfalls. All your breakers and your billows have swept over me. The Lord will send his faithful love by day. His song will be with me in the night, a prayer to the God of my life. Then he goes even more into the depression. Why have you forgotten me? Why must I go about in sorrow because of the enemy's oppression? You know, all these different things. And so I just really want you to to notice what he does here. David teaches us a very specific tactic against the enemy and against depression, against loneliness, anxiety, whatever you may be dealing with today. He goes through, like he accepts, he recognizes that he is depressed. Okay, he recognizes that. I think that that's one of the first things that some of us are very quick to do and some of us don't do. Some of us are too quick to just kind of think, well, you know, my friend over here is struggling with depression, so I probably struggle with depression too. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, I see all the quotes on Pinterest and it's about, oh, being anxious and lonely and all that stuff. And it's okay to feel that way. And so maybe I'm, maybe that's my problem, you know? And, Mm -hmm. and so it's just so easy. And I'm, I'm trying to speak this in love because I want you to hear me. And I know that this is a touchy subject, but like it is so easy to look at those things and convince yourself that that's what you're feeling, mm-hmm. that that's what you're going through. And then they don't even give you a solution to it. They just say, oh, it's okay. It's okay. You know, just cry it out. It'll be fine. Right. And pop a pill. Yeah. That doesn't work. Medication may help, but it's not the solution mm-hmm. for most people. So I think that what we need to recognize is what David recognized. And here's what he says. I am deeply depressed. Therefore, I mm-hmm. remember you. So he recognizes that he is depressed. He recognizes those 
legit feelings, those things that he's struggling with, and then he says, therefore, I remember you. So because I'm depressed, Lord, I'm going to look to you. I am going to recount. And then he goes through, you know, all those things that I could barely pronounce. He goes through things. And those were examples of when the Lord like rescued him. And so he's acknowledging his problem and his loneliness and his depression. But then he says, but Lord, I am going to remember what you've done for me because I know that I don't want to get stuck in that. Listen, David is no stranger to feeling lonely. I mean, he spent most of his life on the run. And he's saying, therefore, I will remember you. Mm -hmm. I want you to know today that if you are struggling with depression, if you're struggling with those anxious thoughts or whatever it may be, please know that you need to recognize that you're going through that. It is, it's okay to feel those things. It is okay to feel those things, but it is not okay to be stuck in that. That is not okay, and that's not what the Lord calls us to. And I have had times in my own life, Maddie and I can both speak on this. Maddie's been anxious. I've dealt with just feeling not myself sometimes. And here There's it goes. the farm equipment. Yeah. There's the tractors. I've felt like sometimes not myself in a way, and like that's the best I can describe it. And there are underlying reasons for that girls will understand what I mean. Um, But moving on, I think that we need to recognize those feelings. Mm -hmm. It's legit, but I'm not going to get stuck in that and I'm going to remember what the Lord has done for me. And that is one of the best things that I've ever done in uh, my life is when I'm starting to feel like that, when I'm starting to kind of get stuck in self-pity and pitying what I'm going through, what I'm feeling, I remember, no, 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 the Lord has done amazing things in my life, and He is faithful, and He has never left me. Like, you go through the promises of God, and those are very, very powerful when you're going through that. And the Lord says in Matthew, like, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, right? And I will give you rest. And I think that that is also a powerful reminder to us. If you're feeling that way, if you are weary, if you're depressed, if you're lonely, if you're anxious, he wants you to come to him. And that's the best thing that you can do. And I think going off of how we just focus Mm -hmm. on the depression and on those different things, I think we focus so much on the battle and not enough on the victory Mm. because we already have victory in Christ even though sometimes it doesn't feel like that like I know that sometimes the world is depressing you know that's just a fact of life Mm -hmm. but we focus so much on the battle on the fighting on the constant struggle that we don't focus enough on that time where we're gonna have relief we're gonna have victory we're gonna have rest Mm -hmm. But I think sometimes we can punish ourselves with that. We can say, oh, I've just got to fight this. I've just got to get through it. And then maybe I'll have a little while where it's not quite as bad. Mm -hmm. I know it'll probably come back, but for a little while I might be able to cope with it. And you do it on your own. Mm -hmm. And so when we don't take those things to the Lord, we're just constantly trying to do it in our own strength. And we know that we can't do anything in our own Mm -hmm. strength. We may even be preaching that to other people. Like Lily said, if you have a friend who has depression Mm -hmm. or whatever, who's dealing with anxiety really bad or something, we can be preaching that like, you've just got to focus on the Lord. You've got to focus on what he's done for you. But then we're not doing that ourselves. And that's just a major Mm -hmm. hypocritical thing that we are doing. But I mean, I can even do that sometimes. You know, Mm -hmm. you tell someone, you've just got to focus on what the Lord has done for you. 
which also sometimes we say that without explaining what the Lord has done Mm -hmm. for them. That's something that can be really helpful too. Even if you already know what the Lord has done Mm -hmm. for you, like Lily said, focusing on who God is, what he's done for you, that is going to help so much because sometimes we just need a reminder. Yeah. Sometimes you know, but you need to be reminded exactly how much Mm -hmm. Jesus has won the victory for you, exactly how much he's fought for you. And those things help so much. Honestly, sometimes I think that they help a lot more than medication because Mm -hmm. Jesus gives us this eternal fix Mm -hmm. and the medication and all the different things that the world is telling us to do is so temporary because the world is temporary Mm -hmm. and you'll get over one problem and then another will present itself. Mm -hmm. That's just life. You know, you're always going to be going through something difficult. But I think something that the world has taught us to do so much lately is to just focus on that issue Mm -hmm. and not focus on the solution. Because we have the solution right in front of us, which Mm -hmm. is scripture, prayer. Jesus himself is the solution. But so often we just focus on the problem. We focus on the temporary solutions. And like no wonder we are constantly living in chaos Mm -hmm. because none of us are actually looking for the ultimate solution. We have a verse here that I really, really liked that I thought went really well with this topic. And it is 2 Corinthians 10 verse 5. It says, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Mm -hmm. I really, really love that last thought. I know that, you know, the verse about taking every thought captive is a very common one, but has anyone actually explained like what that means? Because for so long, I didn't really know what that meant. It was Mm -hmm. just kind of like, don't think about it. Just kind of push that to the side and don't think about it. But what it really means is that you take that thought and you say, I am not even going to deal with this. Like it is just, I'm getting rid of it. And you do that through Jesus, not by yourself. You can't just, you know, get rid of everything, all your issues and all your problems by yourself. You do that through Christ. And then you say, I'm going to focus on the victory. Because if you don't replace that thought with something else, then it's so easy for that thought to just come right back and fill that space again. You're going to have an empty space right there where Mm -hmm. you don't know what to fill it with if you're not filling it with Jesus. And so that evil thought is just going to come right back to the place where it was, and then you'll be focusing on it again, and it'll just be this constant repetitive cycle where it's like, nope, not going to think about that, and then you cast that thought out, and then, you know, two days later, you're right back to where you were. But that's because all of our solutions are so temporary Mm -hmm. and we're not focusing on the eternal fix. Mm -hmm. Well, the other day I was talking with a friend who is struggling with this, you know, struggling with the whole depression and loneliness and stuff. And she doesn't want people to worry about her. That's her main concern. And I Mm -hmm. feel like that's one of the things that many of us feel. I think that many of us are like, well, I won't share because I don't want them to worry about me. Uh, I'm that person that, how do I say this? I don't worry about you like everybody else does. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? I don't worry about you in, in a way that is worldly, like you're just uh, too far gone and I'm worried you're going to, you know. Well, I think like, what other people do is they just worry. Right, and that's right. It. So then it causes stress for them. Because, 
they feel like they can't help Mm -hmm. or that kind of thing. I'm the person who worries in a way that I love you and I want to see you grow through this. Mm -hmm. And so I think that we need to switch our mindset if you're helping someone walk through that because maybe you are listening to this and you're like, well, I'm not really necessarily dealing with that, you know, on a daily basis and I'm trying to help this other person walk through it though. You know, I'm trying to help them Mm -hmm. grow. And I think that I would say that to you as well. I think we need to switch our mindset you need to get connected with a community. And I've said this many times, but community is truly a Christian's greatest resource. And I believe that with all my heart. Like we see it in scripture, you know, Jesus had built his community with the disciples and the crowd was always following him and he was always with people. You know, obviously he took those times where he would go and pray alone and he would be with the father. But I think that for the most part, he was with people, you know, and and continually encouraging and challenging others and he wanted that for the disciples too to know that Mm -hmm. hey you have brothers here who love you and who do worry about you not in the sense of oh my goodness I can't do anything and oh I feel so bad no but they're gonna help me grow through this and they want to show me what it looks like to live like Christ and sometimes you know I've just sat with friends in silence Like sometimes Mm -hmm. that's enough. Sometimes just sitting with them as they're dealing with that stuff and just being that person who is silently praying for them and silently sitting there. And I've done that in person with people. Like I have a friend who will tell you that I have sat with her many times just being silent, not anything about me, but like we're both praying over the situation and being together is enough, you know, because you're unified in the spirit. And there's something, there's something really cool about that. Well, I think that something that some people do is that they make you talk about it too Mm -hmm. much. So, like, if you do get a therapist or you go to a counselor or something, which is another thing that the world will tell you to do a lot, and Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that that stuff isn't good. I think Mm -hmm. that some of that can be good, but I think that sometimes then you focus too much on yourself on yourself and on the bad things that you're experiencing because they'll just sit there with you. They'll be silent, but then they make you talk about everything you've been feeling right. and all that stuff. I'm not saying that that doesn't help some people. Sometimes that does help mm-hmm. everybody. Sometimes you do just need to get the stress off your chest and then you give that person that you're with something to intentionally pray about. Mm-hmm. Directly say, okay, Lord, help Lily with her stress mm-hmm. over her friendships or over work or whatever. That gives them something specific that they can focus on to pray about. But sometimes you don't have that person who's going to be praying about it, who's going to be looking for solutions for you. And then you're just kind of wasting your breath and you're just telling someone your issues. For me personally, sometimes that can cause more stress Mm -hmm. because then you just, you get so mad or especially if it's an issue with someone else or something, you get so mad when you start talking about it. You think of all these other things you could have said or all these other things you could have done. The usual things that we all think about that we all focus on too much. But I think that sometimes it is better to just sit in silence for a minute, sit in the presence of the Lord, Mm -hmm. pray, do what you need to do. Sometimes talk about that with someone. But I would also encourage you that if you are thinking about finding someone to talk to, find someone who knows the Lord, not just (laughs) some person who 
goes to your church who you think might be a good fit for the job or whatever. Find someone who you know is strong in their faith, who has walked with the Lord, and who is actually going to help you find solutions, actual solutions. Well, here's the one thing that I really think we've gotten mixed up, especially in the Christian community with, you know, mental health and that kind of thing, is that we do not have a strong Christian community, so therefore we need a Christian counselor. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. I think that we have gotten it really mixed up where, you know, instead of it being a community where we can all grow and glorify the Lord together in the midst of trials, in the midst of suffering and struggles and hard times, instead of doing life together in that way, we focus on us and then we go to a counselor who will listen to us. Mm -hmm. And I do not think that that was how Jesus created it to be. You know, I really think that the church has done a really terrible job at that. And I think that we need to look at our lives as the few and say, you know, am I that person that people who may be struggling in this way, uh, can they come to me? I'm going to pray for them. I'm going to listen. Like, there is a huge part of mental health and stuff where people just need you to listen. But, you know, I've found that oftentimes when you get so stuck in your head and you get so stuck in those thoughts, it can be really easy to talk and talk and talk and then there's no solution, right? There's no good in it. And so if you don't have a person who is going to actually speak the truth to you no matter how hard it is in love. You're not going to develop as a person. You're not going to develop as a Christian, most importantly, because if you have a strong community, then anybody should be able to talk about anything Mm -hmm. and it should be pointed to Christ and we should be able to have unity within that and that is supposed to win the world. Okay, I think we're going to wrap up in prayer like we usually do. I would just encourage you, if you are going through these things, to examine your life. Make sure Mm. that the world hasn't just convinced you that you're going through this because this is something that the world can use so easily to manipulate you. And like Lily said, one of the devil's main tactics is to Mm -hmm. make you anxious and to make you feel like everything depends on you. What's that Elizabeth Elliot quote? about anxiety arises when we imagine that everything depends on us or something. Yeah, fear, fear arises. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would encourage you, not everything depends on you, first of all. Everything depends on the Lord. You should depend on the Lord. All of you, your whole entire life should be dependent on the Lord, not on yourself, because Mm -hmm. we cannot fix these issues on our own. Yeah. There's no way. So... I would encourage you to just examine your life. Make sure that the world hasn't just convinced you that this is something you need to be going through because it's not. This is something that can be handled Mm -hmm. and it's something that can be fixed and you can use this as your testimony. I am convinced that the Lord uses these things so that you can pour into someone who has anxiety or who Mm -hmm. has depression or who is lonely. But I would also say that emotions are always changing, but God never changes. He doesn't rely on emotions. So, yeah. Anyway, we're going to pray, so please pray with us. Dear Lord, I just thank you so much for this day and for this episode. I thank you for everyone who is listening. I just want to pray for the people who are experiencing these mental health issues. Um, I pray that you would just help them to come to you and to seek you 
and that they would find rest, that they would find peace in you that passes all understanding. I pray that you would just help them to rely on you, help them to realize that not everything depends on them, everything depends on you, and they should depend on you. But I pray that you would just help each and every one of us to find a strong Christian who can help us with these things if we are experiencing these things, and um, I pray that you would just be with us every step of the way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, here's one thing that I want to leave you with. I sent this text to the friend that I said that I've been helping a little bit and praying for through this uh, kind of stuff and mental health and everything. And I told her that so often we look at things in our life and our first reaction is to do what the people around us who usually don't know Jesus say to do or what the world tells us we should try. And I feel like that when you're battling spiritual problems, they need to be tackled first. And so good life advice that I personally received is always try Jesus's way first before resorting to any other option. And so I think that you can't fix a spiritual problem with a physical solution or even Mm -hmm. a worldly solution. And that is something that I have had to go back to and learn over and over again. It's not something that you just pick up right away and, you know, you got it and your choices and stuff reflect that lesson. But you have to look at the things in your life and say, okay, again, like I said in the beginning, get to the root of it. Is it a spiritual problem? Because usually I can tell you that most mental health related problems uh, are spiritual at their root and they need to be dealt with from a spiritual perspective first and foremost before you try anything else. Mm-hmm. And so often our first you know, idea or our first action is, oh, go pick up some medication, go see a counselor, go see a doctor. And while those things are not bad in and of themselves, like we say about everything, <laughs> it may not be the solution and mm-hmm. um, it may not be your savior. And so I want you to just realize that you don't have to be a victim. You can be a victor. And I think that we need to really hang on to that promise because just like Maddie said earlier, Jesus has promised us victory. And when we're living like we're a victim all the time, you can't be a victor. You know, you can't Mm -hmm. be a victor if you're a victim. And so just think about that, ponder that this week. Pray that the Lord would really guide you in, you know, what to handle first, what to look at, and from what perspective to look at it through. And uh, He will certainly help you with that. And I know that His heart is to see all of us grow through the challenges we face. So we pray that this episode encouraged y'all. We really want to be here for you guys. Our emails in the description, as usual, please send us an email. Prayer requests. If this episode touched you, if you have um, something else, another thought to this conversation that you'd like to add, comment below if you're listening on a platform that allows you to do so. We would love to hear from you and we will talk to y'all again next week. Bye guys.